You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We interrupt this program. This is a national emergency. Important instructions will follow. The following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. This is not a test. Hello and good day and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Producer T and as always I'm joined with by Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing? Staying alive, man. Staying alive. That's all we can say. Wow. I mean... It, <laughs> More than the league yeah, can say. I mean, I was literally about to say it. It's unbelievable scenes here folks a week ago we were sitting here jo- joking about toilet paper yeah and now we sit here with, with dirty bums with, <laughs> with dirty bums and no sports <laughs> like it's it's the worst case scenario yeah We've got no sports whatsoever the nhl has decided to suspend all all uh, league activities including games practices everything um dylan like unprecedented really yeah but you know one thing that's not canceled is this podcast oh yeah we're gonna trek on through uh this pandemic but yeah i was <laughs> listening to the last episode we recorded and i i don't think we saw this coming no i really don't not at all. i don't think anybody saw this coming you know two weeks ago mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's something else it's uncharted waters it, it really is and you know we hear about the stories of uh athletes in in europe getting infected and um, I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunately a necessary step by the looks yeah. of it. I think, um, the, the league's doing the right thing to protect fans and players in this situation, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been overblown in, in some cases, but mm-hmm. I think some people aren't taking it seriously enough. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a mix, right? It really is. Um, actually I was on Twitter earlier on today and shoot once Frank, our Columbus blue jackets podcaster, he tweeted out. You know, people are complaining that it's only 3% of people are going to be, you know, seriously affected by mm-hmm. this virus. But he tweeted out, so if there was a full Columbus Blue Jackets game, that would mean almost 600 people could potentially die of this virus. That, that That's unacceptable. And that's that's, yeah. that's a reason why they've shut down these events. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy enough to... Hashtag put, that guy. Yeah, it's easy enough to put it as like a, a little low percentage. But when you put it into like these like genuine people, like you said, that many people in an arena... There's over it's, 300 it's, million people in the States. Like it's it's No one wants to see anyone be losing their lives to this. And um, it's, it's... Yeah, it's just really... It's genuine... It's scary. It's uncharted waters. I don't think anyone really knows uh, how this is going to unfold in the next couple of months. But uh, and f- you know, for us hockey fans, it's it's a bad time of the year for it to happen. You yeah. know, we're just creeping up on the playoffs. I know the Sharks are uh, are well out of the playoffs. Although you go on Twitter, some people think. This <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I mean, I I just don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to cut the season? Are they going to postpone it? You know, mm-hmm. are we going to see a Stanley Cup? being presented in the middle of summer in august i mean i just don't know Uh, it's it's all going to depend so much on how the the virus unfolds i I think but uh the the the, what could happen is really is is endless um the the possibilities and you know 
it's all just like with this podcast exactly the possibilities possibilities. and it's this sounds awful but i mean from the san jose sharks just an organizational perspective this isn't the worst thing that could have uh, really happened i mean imagine if we were finally you know what if we were the Bruins and we looked like we were going to be, you know, w- winning this year? Mm-hmm. Or we were the Caps or, you know, hey, hey, it was you know, our year and we would be so mad right now. People talk about, you know, the St. Louis Blues turnaround of last year. Yeah. What if the San Jose Sharks turned it around totally. in, you know, early February? We were on this absolute <laughs> we're on a tear, flying through the standings. Yeah, like, five points below a playoff spot or something oh, like that. And then this happens. I mean, I it's would, devastating. It, it would be, have a, a different effect, I think, on... Uh, on how we would be taking this news, I think a lot. Like I think a lot of us are just taking it as what what has to happen. But yeah, I'll, you know. I'll, I'll be honest. What I would like to see, rather than you know pushing the the season further and, and playing all eighty two games, I know some people won't like this idea, but I say cut the regular season now. Yep. Whoever's in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs. I know it's kind of unfair to teams that are battling for those spots, and they thought, okay, we you know we still have 10, 15 games to get back in the hunt. But it's the situation we're in. I think we'd be better off cutting it now and having a regular playoff series. I yeah, I, I so. completely agree. Cut it off now, and then hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. In the summertime, things have whatever have have, have gotten to the point where we're able to hold a playoffs and just do a, a, a summertime Stanley Cup Stanley Cup playoffs because that I, I'd watch it. Well, I, I but mean, here's the thing shit. though: the 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 later you push the finals it's going to affect next season yeah because how can a team you know win a stanley cup at the end of august go into training camp in mm-hmm. september and start playing again in october yeah it just it wouldn't work that would be the worst stanley that, cup hangover in history and but that's that's it's, it, that would be saying the same as if we were going to resume this season and like and play, finish off the next 15 games right exactly there's so many factors like so so yeah. what happens do you push next season back to you know mid October maybe even November but it's just then, the then it keeps going exactly, it keeps going exactly right? I I think that I wouldn't be as surprised as I would have been say like 3 4 days ago if it was just that's it like you know what this is that so this no, is the, no Stanley Cup No 2020 is the year of the no no cups you know, yeah. I, I I don't think that we're going to be able to resolve the issue quick enough for this season to not affect next season, like you said. And if it's going to affect next season, I think they should priori- prioritize just having a regular season next year. Yeah, rather than Rather than try and fit everything in to make sure that we get the 2020, you know what I mean? Because like, this is already not a regular exactly. season. Exactly. I know? mean, even even just when me and you talking right now, the knock-on effects of just moving, like you said, the Stanley Cup playoffs to the, to the summertime. Like... There's too many knock-on effects, I think. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's really just it's it's weird. I don't know. It's crazy times. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy our times. it's our first year, you know, on the hockey yeah. podcast network, and, and, it's not and this even comes be a full down year. not even going to be a full wow. year. I mean, who would have expected this coming in? It'd been for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, what a roller coaster coming mm-hmm. in. Had pretty high hopes. Yep. Team's been in the dumps for the past few months, and then this hits. You know, the San Jose Sharks were one of the first teams hit by this virus, actually. Yes. Uh, shutting down home games. Um, yeah, the effects are, are pretty widespread, and, and it's been pretty unreal. But you know what? Like we said, we're trekking through this. Yep. We, we're actually bringing on fans mm-hmm. uh, to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, but also oh, just yeah. talk about some San Jose Sharks. Because you know what? At the end of the day, n- even if we do end up in quarantine, at least you'll have some content to listen to. That's right. Because we, we're going to strive and making sure that we have, uh, we have we give our fans something 
always, even if uh, if the league can't, you know. So yeah, Dylan, like Dylan said, we've got an awesome, uh, well, couple of episodes. This is lined a cor- up. the quarantine special. The quarantine <laughs> special. We've got two awesome fans coming on um, today's episode. Um, we're even going to do a hockey history. We're still going to do a full show. Dylan, should we get into it? Let's get right into it. Uh, so the fans that we're bringing on this episode, the first one is Tyler Wilson. You can find mm-hmm. him on Twitter at King of Buffalo. And the next, you all know this one, Solomon Strader. You can find him on Twitter at Solomon Strader. Yes, sir. Uh, should we jump into the Tyler interview right now, I actually? Think th- I think that's a great idea. Let's go. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, we have a treat for you. We are joined by a huge fan of the show, Tyler Wilson. You can find him on Twitter at King of Buffalo. Tyler, how you doing today? Man, I'm not doing too bad, man. Uh, just trying to survive the coronavirus, you know? Yeah, aren't we all? Aren't yeah. we all? Uh, you know what? Since you mentioned the coronavirus, let's let's start talking about that a little bit. Uh, what's What's some of the crazy shit that you've seen go down locally for you? Uh, with this coronavirus so personally I went to the store yesterday and they said they opened up at nine and they said when they opened up at nine they had 250 people outside waiting to get in to only buy toilet paper and hand sanitizer because they just restocked I what I love though is that they're telling people not like stay away from crowds like no no crowds or anything and then everyone's lining lining up in crowds to stock up it's like so counterproductive (laughs) And, you know, when, when you go to the local stores, I mean, obviously the toilet paper is gone, but, you know, what's the food situation like? Is it still nice and stocked up? So here in San Diego, they've actually completely murdered all of, like, the chicken and beef and everything. So pretty much you can only really get kind of, like, uh, st- packed food already. So, like, mac and cheese and pasta and ramen. But I've just been, honestly, I've just been eating Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go that'll that'll beat the coronavirus right there little caesars uh good stuff man uh let's let's get into some san jose sharks talk uh how did you become a san jose sharks fan so for me um i started watching hockey you said about seven eight years ago so when, the first time whenever you watched san jose at that time you know they had joe thornton patrick marlowe and you could just see how they were building everything the right way they always had the right mentality they signed the right free agents and they had a team philosophy that you could just believe in you could see the hard work that they put in. You could see the, the, the power play back in the day when it used to be elite with all those players. It's just something that you could really always root for. And like having fancy hockey and then having a San Jose Shark, that's just something that went hand in hand. So that, that's really how I began and fell in love with the team. Awesome. The so philosophy. Yeah. So would you say like just having a strong team is kind of what made you become a Sharks fan uh, versus maybe another team in, in your local area? Oh, I'd say Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so what, what's your opinion of this season so far? I mean, it's, it's been a tough one, but I want to know what the fans are thinking of, of the San Jose Sharks season. Well, personally, I had to look at it. So when I placed the bet uh, in Vegas for the over-under on the season, when it was 95 and a half, Uh-oh. I was like, this is, like a, this is a guarantee, you know? Like, look at the team. They got Brett Burns. Like, you just saw the growth, and their four-year average is 99 and a half points. So to me, it was like, I'm just going to take the over here because I know it's a good team. I think I, th- I thought the personally the San Jose Sharks were going to be a four seed. Obviously, uh, we've gone a lot different than there, and we've fallen all the way to the bottom. So I think it's been a disappointing season, but due to injuries and, yeah, really just due to injuries. And, but you've seen a lot of promising from the youth, and that's something that I can really get behind going towards the future is the youth. 
So, you know, you, you mentioned that you had some injuries and uh, this, this year really hasn't gone the way that any of us expected at the start of the year. Um, but do you think that we're going to, as, as the Sharks are going to have to make some big moves this summer, do you think we've got to stick with what we have? What, what's your opinion on the summer? Well, I'm looking at the summer and we only have $67 million that's already dedicated to the 2020 NHL season. So you got to think that we have a little bit of cap space to already wiggle through, even though it's not going to dramatically rise due to the actual coronavirus shutting down the league. But after we figure out what we want to do with Aaron Dell, because I think he's a big factor that goes into it. Like, are we going to pay him roughly around the Martin Jones five? I think it's about 5.6 million. But we kind of have a lot of great pieces, but I don't necessarily think those great pieces are going to make a great team. Like, I think Evander Kane and Logan Couture are great players, as well as Brett Burns and Eric Carlson. But together, I don't think that they make a Stanley Cup winning team. And I'm under always the philosophy is if you're not going to compete for a Stanley Cup, then you have to figure out how exactly you're going to get to a Stanley Cup. And I think that's what the San Jose Sharks have to evaluate this summer. So as a Sharks fan, I mean, would you be all right with going into a rebuild that might take three, four, maybe even five years to get to that Stanley Cup point? I don't think anyone ever wants to be like, we should go into a rebuild. But I, as a Sharks fan, you have to look at it sometimes should we be going in? And right now, I don't necessarily think that we should be going into a full rebuild, but I think we need to reevaluate our assets that we have. Um, because we don't have the youth that's going to be coming up that's going to be making a minimum salary to actually help the team get pushed to the next level. So I think maybe making a move of one of our four pieces, I think is a very big possibility that we should do. And like maybe enter like a one-year rebuild, but even then it's almost impossible to do the salary that we have. So it's kind of like, we need to just fully commit probably to one to two years and then do a resell because the, the, our players right now are at their best value and they're, they're at their best playing career that they're going to be at in this time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, e either way, it's going to be a big summer uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Let's dive out of this season a little bit. I want to hear your favorite San Jose Sharks moment. Oh, my favorite San Jose Shark moment. This is a tough one. Uh, I mean, I we're, we're sitting here expecting most of our fans to say game seven against Vegas. So that's an all right answer okay. if you want to give us that. Okay, but. that's actually exactly what I was going to go with. Yeah, because I think, I think right there, I think it was a great performance that they put out there on the ice. And it's just, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to capitalize. That's, uh, do you remember where you were at that moment? Because I mean, that's, uh, that's a huge moment in San Jose Sharks history. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was in a hotel room. I was watching the game with my wife. I was like, she was trying to go out to eat and go grab a burger. And I was like, no, honey, we have to wait. We have to actually finish out this game here. Like, this is really important in the history of the well, franchise. Well, that's, that's why room service was invented for moments <laughs> like that. Um, so how about, what's your favorite San Jose Shark uh, player? I'm going to go with Patrick Marlowe. I just think his hard work and dedication on the ice and uh, has allowed him to play at a high level for this long of a time. Um, in his leadership ability, so you can just see how he gets traded to Pittsburgh. Like they, you want someone like Patrick Marlowe on the team. And man, he's a guy that you can still cheer for, even though he threw on a different sweater. You know, he's he's a San Jose Shark for life. Oh no, absolutely, and I think it's someone that you can always root for. Like even when he retires, I want to see his I want to see his jersey hanging up in the rafters the day after he retires. He's just been that guy that you look at San Jose, even though we've actually traded. He's already separated from the team twice now, going into Toronto and Pittsburgh you still love the guy. Like, he's still Patrick Marlowe to you. You can root for him no matter what. Yeah, we, everyone loves Patrick. Um, so before we wrap it up here, uh, Tyler, I, I know you mentioned that you're in San Diego. So 
I wanted to ask, have you been to a game? And if so, how many games have you been to? So I've actually only been to one San Jose Sharks game. So I flew up to San Francisco for the weekend and I was able to actually just drive up to San Jose to watch the, watch the one game. I'm originally, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. So you could actually see the environment. It translated a lot over from what I saw at Bridgestone. You had a lot of passionate fans that really enjoyed the actual team itself. And being able to sit down and talk to everybody was a great experience for me. And it's not bad, you know, going to an ice rink, watching some hockey and walking out in some flip-flops. I mean, that's, uh, we're a little bit jealous of you guys. We're up here in Canada. Um, Tyler, I know you're a writer uh, for the Miami Marlins. Why don't you pump up your work a little bit and where the folks can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter uh, at King of Buffalo, and you can find me in my writings at fishstripes.com. I primarily, I, like I always just talk about the uh, Miami Marlins. So if you ever want to have a favorite baseball team, if you're in Canada and you don't want to root for the Blue Jays, then Miami Marlins, I think, is a definitely good team to get behind right now is we're actually finishing off our rebuild that we've had been through for a very long time. So, And it's going to be a great experience if you just want to check out Fish Stripes. We're putting out some great, great content, even with the coronavirus going through. This is when you have great people making great content, even when you don't necessarily have the games to actually go, go with them. There you go. All you Marlins fans, stop what you're doing right now. Go on Twitter and search up at King of Buffalo. Tyler, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me, and uh, hopefully we can all get through here. So best of luck to you, and stay safe. Yeah, stay healthy. Stay clean. Wow, great stuff. Big shout-out to Tyler Wilson. Uh, <laughs> great, great music in the background there, too. Wow, I love it. Uh, you know, we said it like five times. We give him a follow, at King of Buffalo on Twitter. But you know what? I think now it's time for this day in hockey history. I don't think we have to tell anybody. There's no games to break down, so yeah. you know, we're obviously not going to be doing that. That's why we're bringing in these segments. That's why we're bringing in these fan interviews. Yes, sir. Let's get started with this day in hockey history, which you can find on the official site of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Producer T, do you want to kick us off? I can kick us off. March 16th, 1976. Cliff Corral, am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Scored his second career hat trick, and Stan Makita had three assists to lead the Blackhawks to a 6 3 win against the Scouts at Kansas City. There you go. Hey, uh, I think, did Ronald Lee Adams, we, ha- we actually had an interview yes, with uh, another, another fan of ours, which is going to drop on the Thursday episode. But uh, he mentioned he's a Kansas boy. So yeah, there, there you go, ha- Ronald. Hails from the great city of Kansas. There you go. So we're going to do another one here. Ninth, wow, 1935. Early Harold Mush March scored the only hat trick of his 17-year NHL career in the Blackhawks win at Boston. Sorry, it was a little that odd was way a they wrote that out. Mush. Yeah, so Harold Mush March. Uh, I wonder how he got that nickname. Yeah, you've got to wonder, right? Like mush brain i don't know yeah i mean I, i've got that right now so there you go. <laughs> uh march 16th 1971 boston's john buick uh, it's busick oh okay <laughs> boston's john busick scored twice including his 50th of the season and added an assist in a bruins 11 to 4 win at detroit what was it again how do you say it? Busick. Busick, sorry. He became the second player in team history to score 50 goals in a season. What What did you think it was? Well, it was like B-U-C-Y-K, so I said like Buick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> March 16th, 1987, goaltender Brian Hayward 
uh, record his second c- career ha- uh, shutout. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is this is a tough one, folks. Uh, to lead Montreal to a three nothing win over the visiting New York Islanders. I don't know why I, I started saying Hatrick yeah, there, but he's it's a, a three nothing. Maybe the three nothing. Yeah, the maybe that threw me off. We'll go with that one. <laughs> All right. There you go. Nineteen eighty nine. Producer T. Uh, Mike Felino scored his three hundredth NHL goal to lead the Sabers to a six one win against the Whalers at Hartford. And there we have it. I think uh, we actually have someone calling in for an interview. We've been booked up all day this Sunday in the studio. So we're now going to drop it off to Solomon Strader. Let's do it. I know you're going to dig this. All right. This has been a long time coming. We are joined by stud athlete Solomon Strader. You can find him on Twitter at Solomon Strader. Solomon, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty well. Man, it's like I said, it's been a long time coming. You're a regular contributor to our open phone line with your your amazing voicemails, and and you're big. You're probably the biggest fan of the Stick Hungry podcast. Would you say that, producer team? Oh, yeah. Our biggest it, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the biggest Martin Jones fan. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I love Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we we really appreciate the support. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, it, it's been a crazy time over the past two weeks with this coronavirus going on. And we've been talking to all our fans about this, and we just want some of your input. In your local area, what are, what's some of the crazy stuff that you've seen go down with this coronavirus, and maybe how has it affected your day-to-day life? Yeah, well, um, I, I'm a senior in high school, so our, our schools were being closed immediately. Uh, my brother, he's 10, and his school got shut down, but mine didn't, and so... A lot of people in the district are pretty upset that schools were being closed out. And then we went to school Friday and maybe 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, uh, one, of our, one of our friends says there's a case in, in Santa Clarita where I live. And so I would say maybe 10 minutes after uh, a positive corona case came back or test came back, we got a text from the district saying uh, school would be shut down, I think, until April 13th. So. It kind of was just, I mean, it's been surreal. Um, I, I followed the NBA story, Rudy Gobert getting sick, and then it just seemed like every five minutes something popped up. But, I mean, it's it's just odd. Like you said, I, I run track, so I can't run track right now. Um, everything's closed in our city. Pretty sure there are two cases out here now. So we're essentially kind of on, on quarantine for the next four weeks. So it's uh, it's definitely real. I mean, for it to happen in China and then come all the way over here is definitely crazy, but yeah, it's just a pretty, pretty interesting time right now. Well, what's the vibe like in the neighborhood? Like when you go to your Costco or your Walmart, is it just pure insanity in those stores or are things staying uh, <laughs> fairly civil? Well, there's actually a story a few days ago, our, our Costco, um, the police got called because someone said that there was a fight at our Costco, but there wasn't a fight. It was just people trying to cut lines. So, <laughs> I mean, at our stores, I wouldn't say there, there's no like fighting and whatnot, but the whole toilet paper thing that's going on in America, that's, that's, that's happening in our city. The stores are pretty empty. A lot of things are being bought. Um, I mean, it's not too crazy. I just think everyone's being really, really safe and just staying outside. But yeah, things are, are empty. I mean, I haven't been outside in, in a few days now, so but it's, it's kind of like a ghost town. 
Well, trust me. I mean, that toilet paper thing is not just in the States. It's happening up here in Canada yeah. as well. So uh, don't expect any uh, exports from Canada as far as toilet paper no. goes anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but, you know, obviously we had to talk about the coronavirus. Let's get into some San Jose Sharks talk. We want to know, how did you initially become a San Jose Sharks fan? Yeah, um, I think it was – I've been a big hockey fan for a while. Um, I was – Kind of originally a Kings fan, and when the Kings won the Cup in 2014, I watched that game. I mean, that was just uh, – I, I only watched Game 7, and it was the Martinez goal, or Game 6. And that's kind of how I started getting into hockey. And then San Jose, I just started following more California teams. I really liked um, Joe Thornton. He, he was – I thought he was a really cool player. Uh I was a big Martin Jones fan, and when he was traded to the Sharks, I just felt like I should support the Sharks. And then his first year there, they uh, went to the final against Pittsburgh. So I just figured I might as well stick with San Jose and, you know, got to try to figure out who other players were and coaching staff and all that. Took a few trips up there since then. But, yeah, I've been a Sharks fan not, not too long, but luckily I've gotten to see a lot of success these past three to four years. All right, so everybody listening wants to know, are you still a Kings fan? No. <laughs> no okay, there we go. Everybody, he's clear. Yeah, no. Don't come after Solomon. No. He's a San Jose Sharks fan. Yeah, I'm, I, no, no Kings fan, no Ducks fan. You, you know, Solomon, you said that we've had a lot of uh, successful seasons in the past. Um, this season, probably not uh, one of them. Yeah. What do you really, what's your opinion of this Sharks season? Um, so far and might be the end of the shark season but what, what's your opinion on what's going on so far i mean it, 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 i had hope early on i think like most fans um things didn't start off too bright but i was pretty optimistic about our goaltending about our power play and whatnot we were playing very back and forth I, I, we went on that what four or five six game win streak we had a playoff spot at once and things seemed to trend upward, but then every time they were going upward, they, they just crashed and we were losing five, six games in a row. Um, it really wasn't until I would say the first four games under Bob Bugner that I, I realized we probably won't make the playoffs, but being a Sharks fan, I think, you know, we always have hope that the team can make the playoffs, that things can turn around. But when Couture got hurt, when Hurdle got hurt, Carlson got hurt, um, even when the entire coaching staff got, got let go, it just seemed like things weren't, weren't working. And I don't know, it's just, it's a really odd season. I mean, there are t times where teams are in a slump, but it just seems like every single Sharks player has been in a slump except for maybe two or three, and it's the ones you don't expect. But yeah, I mean, it's just been a really, really odd season. There hasn't really been a lot of bright spots, I would say. So and then, of course, the coronavirus happening, the NHL being suspended. I mean, it's just been a surreal season, but hopefully San Jose can, can turn around next year. So there's been a lot of talk about, you know, a retool or maybe a rebuild for the San Jose Sharks team. As a fan, are you okay with this team potentially going into a rebuild this summer or maybe next summer? Um, I mean, honestly, not really. I think last year we almost made the cup final. I think we would have if we had more healthy guys. I mean, Pavelski was hurt. Carlson was kind of banged up. Couture was, was hurt. Hurdle was kind of hurt. So we had a really good team last year. And obviously losing Pavelski and, and Braun was a big loss. But 
I mean, this year, I would say most NHL experts predicted San Jose to be in the top of the Pacific, make the final, maybe at least make the playoffs. That's for sure. So it's just very, it's, it doesn't sit well when you hear like the teams, team maybe rebuilding and, and trading players and bringing in younger guys, which they've done a lot the past few games. So I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't think they needed to rebuild based off of their success last year. But again, this year has just been so, so off. I mean, I, I really hope they don't rebuild, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Solomon, let's, let's say you have 10 bucks lying around. Are you going to put that on the Sharks making the playoffs next season or no? Uh, yeah, I think they can make the season next year, make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Like we said, this is one of the more positive San Jose Sharks fans, and we love it. That's why we bring this yeah. guy on the show. Yeah. We, we, lo- we, we do love the optimism and, and the positivity because it's, it's such a, like you said, it's, it's always been something that the Sharks uh, fans have had is that optimism. And we've had a lot of successful seasons. Solomon, is there anything in particular, is there a favorite Shark moments that you have that really stands out to you? Oh, boy. Um, for a while, it was the, the Donskoy goal. Uh, and it's cup final, but I'm sure many people are going to say it, but uh, mine has to be just the playoffs last year, specifically the game six and game seven when Hurdle scored the overtime winner. I stayed up maybe 10 o'clock to watch that game. And that probably was bigger than Pedro's goal for me, just because it was double overtime. Uh, We were on the penalty kill. Pedro took the penalty. I mean, the chances were, so in favor of Vegas, it just seemed like we were going to lose. But for her to score that goal was big. And then, of course, Gaudreau's, not even Gaudreau's goal, just the first goal, Hurdle's goal, the bank goal, that, that comeback was just, I, I still watch it when I get down about the season. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that ever. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was probably one of the, the better moments for me. Yeah, and most people that we've talked to have brought up that series. And, and I like it because it shows that, you know, what kind of impact that series had on this franchise. Um, my next question, I think I might know the answer, uh, but who's your favorite San Jose Shark at the moment? Uh, at the moment? Um, at the moment? Does it, does it change day to day or, or you got a solid uh, choice? I mean... I'm I'm a goalie guy, so I'm always I'm rooting for Jonas. I'm rooting for Dell, but they've kind of been up and down. So right now, I would have to say maybe Burnsy. I, I think his games improved the past few weeks. I, I guess I would still stick with Jones. He's he's been playing a lot better, but yeah, it's it's usually Jones. Where does your affinity for uh, Jonesy come from, Solomon? Because it sounds like you had like a a real affinity to him before he was even with the Sharks. So how about you give us a little bit of that? Yeah, uh, well, I've always liked Martin. Uh, he's, you know, a lot of goalies in the NHL are kind of flashy, um, especially especially Flurry. But Jones just always seemed to be well composed. There was never any emotions when I would see him play in, in the live game. Uh, he just never seemed there wasn't a lot of smiles, just a very calm, composed goalie. And his 2016 season, when he was with first year with San Jose, just watching him play, I, I mean, he just looked a lot different. Um, it, again, not making the big flashy saves. It was just he was always in the right positioning. His he, his angles were always down. Uh, and and then I'm getting more into San Jose, just seeing him inside the locker room and the type of 
player he was. Uh, just someone I definitely looked up to. So it, it's hard to watch him now because sometimes he he lets in some some soft goals and goals that he, he probably wants back. But yeah, I mean, hopefully he can uh, he can turn around his really his career at this point. You know, we're we're all rooting for uh, Martin Jones. For us, he's a, he's a local boy actually, being from yeah, uh, yeah. being from BC. Uh, another question I have for you, Solomon. How many games or have you been to a game in the SAP Center? And if so, how many? Uh, I have been to a few games. Um, I've been to, I, I think, four over the last four years now. I've been to four. Perfect. And, you know, what was the atmosphere like? I know everyone talks about the Shark Tank being a loud, yeah. busy building. Did you find that when you went to a San Jose Sharks game? Yeah, I mean, the first first game I went to was actually against uh, Vancouver um, back in, in 2016. And that was a really, really exciting game. A great, great atmosphere. But the last game I went to was game two of the first round. And it was a playoff game. And so, I mean, the experience is just unbelievable. Uh, I got to walk with SJ Sharkey and, and some fans to the arena. And then there was the light show, which was incredible. And the shark tank coming down. Um, yeah, it, it, it gets loud in the building. So, it's uh, definitely one of the better experiences I've had. Wow, that's uh, that sounds pretty awesome. We we got to do a road trip sometime, producer team. Yeah, we do. And yeah. uh, make it down to the Shark Tank and meet some of our fans. Solomon, you got to show up if we make it down there. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the quick flight up there. That's that's awesome. All right, man. We thank you a lot for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We always appreciate uh, your voicemails on the open phone. Don't stop that. I know all the fans love it too. Um, actually, you know what? You said you're an athlete. You said you're in track and field. Yeah. Uh, what are you up to these days? Well, uh, I, I'm going to run for the University of Miami in a few months uh, when, I, when I get down there. But, yeah, right, right now I'm, uh, I'm trying to, trying to tra- train for state and, and the rest of our California track season. But, again, with, with this corona stuff, it's been suspended. So not really sure what track's going to look like the next few, few months. So, just uh, pretty optimistic about it. Hopefully, uh, keep running. So we'll see. Well, whatever happens, you know you got the support from the Stick Hungry Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Awesome, man. We really appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate the support that you give the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Big shout out to Solomon Strader. Like we said, biggest fan of the Stick Hungry podcast. Just just incredible stuff. He always got the best takes, always got the some awesome uh, opinions. And uh, we just got to, and we just had a bit of a longer conversation than our usual voicemails, open form voicemails, which is uh, a really nice experience. So remember, folks, um, you can always follow us on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod because that's where we interact with our fans. That's where um, our interviews came from this week so uh, and we have more coming up on the next episode we do uh we have an, we have a couple open phone submissions uh you know we got we got someone calling in with random sharks facts which is just amazing so we're gonna throw that on the next episode Can't go wrong as, there. as you know there's gonna be a shane rap don't you worry there's gonna be a shane rap on the next shane. one uh i don't know how i feel about that but. <laughs> and like we said more great interviews coming up on the next episode and the episode after yeah um you know as long as this coronavirus thing shuts down hockey we're probably going to bring on people for yeah. interviews so That's... you know if you're interested in coming on the show shoot us a message on twitter and 
if we have the time, we'll figure out and we'll we'll get you on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also follow myself on Twitter, uh, producer underscore T-E-E. Yeah, you can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-B-N. Follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet. Terry Ryan just dropped a new episode. Yep. Check that out. It's a banger from Tanger, as always. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody. Stay uh, stay nice and healthy out there. Let's, uh, let's keep this coronavirus at bay. Yeah, exactly. Stay clean, everybody. Stay clean, everybody.